This just in. No, no, Dan, Dan, it's not, it's not what? that that show. But dude, I brought my own theme music. No, no, it's not. No, no. Here's what happened last time on Incredible Critics. And I loved the uh, Next Generation with John Luke Picard. Quick question: Will your wedding vows be in clay? No. No, what do we have to do in order to get your wedding vows to be in Klingon? Can we make this happen? We are the Incredible Critics. Incredible not because we're great, but because our credibility should seriously be questioned. I am Ben Franco. Joining me today is that's incredible Tim Gruber. What up? And a special guest today. The none other than Dan DeRogers. Hey everybody! Glad to be here. Um, so Dan is, uh, I'm sure, in some far-off remote uh, village uh, with a lot of crickets in the background. Yeah, can you hear the crickets? <laughs> a couple. Some remote village. I'm, I'm in, He's in the United States I'm, again. Guys. I'm in the remote <laughs> village of Lakeland, Florida. <laughs> I, hear That's remote. It's, I hear it's crazy down there, third world country-like. I think... Like almost fourth world country. I have to drive four minutes to get to a Chick-fil-A. Ugh, it's awful. Oh. We'll pray we'll, for you. Hashtag yes, first we'll definitely world problems. Keep you in our prayers. Thank you. Uh, today we're going to be uh, talking about a couple of quick hits and things that we've been watching. Uh, we're going to go over our Echo lineup of the new things released this week, and then we're going to talk about shows that we think were canceled too soon. Um, but uh, first, guys, uh, Tim, are, are you ending up going to the uh, New York Comic Con this weekend? Yeah, I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna try. It's gonna be. I'm still trying to figure out transportation, uh, and uh, hopefully, we'll we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll update you guys next week for sure. Hit but, up the mega bus. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But it's like, no matter which way I go, I either have to drive an hour to take a bus or drive an hour to take a train. Well, the, me- the mega bus, hour. the mega bus from Doylestown, doesn't it connect through like Charlotte or something on the way to New York City? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, all the way, all the way. So it's like a twelve-hour trip. So I'll be leaving tomorrow. Get there this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I'm trying to get it figured out. Um, and uh, if I if I do end up going, I'm probably gonna go a day when uh, Mark Hamill is gonna be there. Sweet. Uh, a day when Peter Capaldi, who is the current Doctor Who until two months from now. Uh, and uh, who else? Jason Isaacs, who you might have seen Ben recently on uh, Star Trek Discovery. I actually haven't watched Star Trek Discovery yet. Oh, yeah, because I don't want to sign up for CBS. Yeah, me neither. Even if so lame. (laughs) It's really lame. I watched the one episode and that's it. I I just can't. We talked about it last week. Doesn't. That bad. Dan, have you seen the new Star Trek? No, I've been out of the country, and I also hate CBS. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Frankie. Okay. Yeah, it sounds a lot like Frankie. Except without so you're two not... streams. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would like that. That was great. Um, so, yeah, I have, uh, have on the other hand, been watching – I watched the first two episodes of The Orville. Tim, I think you've seen it too. Yeah, I have, yeah. So Dan hasn't. So the Orville is like uh, uh, Seth MacFarlane's love letter to Star Trek. Um, it's it's really weird. They're like it's very Star Trek. 
their cousins. Like they they it, copy camera moves from Star Trek. In really, the, the whole intro is like almost identical to like the Star Trek Voyager intro. It's crazy. It's really crazy. Is it worth watching? But, uh, hmm. Tim, you go. You go for that one first. I'll go first. As a fan of Star Trek, it is the Star Trek that is free right now, <laughs> and so I, and so I will continue to watch it. Uh, the third episode was a little bit strange. I think a lot of people would say that, but uh, I uh, I'm hoping it just gets better. So I'm I'm gonna hang in there. That's, it, that's my verdict. I will hang in there. Is it more like spoofish? No, I think that's the problem. I. I hoped it would be slightly more spoofish, <laughs> more parody, and it's it's really like like uh, Ben said, it's like it's like real? Seth MacFarlane's <laughs> yeah, it's Seth MacFarlane's love letter to Star Trek. It's he's literally made his own Star Trek series, and Fox let him do it. And sometimes he sneaks in some you know words that wouldn't be said on Star Trek. Sure. It's it, so the, that's the about way it. That I was thinking about it, and I'm not a Star Trek fan, so this might not be a fair comparison. But like the Orville to Star Trek Discovery feels like Star Trek to Star Trek: The Next Generation. Yeah, right. So which one would you say? Would you say Discovery is like more? The, so I was gonna say that Discovery is more like the Next Generation. Like it oh, takes okay. itself a little more seriously. Oh, seriously. It de- yeah, definitely. Um, whereas the original was like a little more campy, a little more fun, yeah, jokes. And that's the Orville, except the Orville. It's not is, as jokey as I would want it to be. Yeah, and, it's <laughs> m- much like my jokes. It's like almost funny and then just not. <laughs> yeah, and and the other like this is something else I observed too was the pacing is just a little off. Uh, like it, it really is paced exactly like a Star Trek Next Generation episode, like almost exactly. But it, this is 2017. This is 1990, right. and uh, and so there's weird pacing around commercial breaks, and um, like dramatic like a, a cliffhanger going into the commercial, yeah, like dramatic pauses going into the commercial, or like people looking at each other and. You know, I don't know. It's it's weird, but like I said, for me, this is the free Star Trek right now. So this think, is the Star Trek I'm gonna watch. <laughs> I think that actually could help it. Like, I think it. I think it can too. Yeah. Frankie was saying the exact opposite thing when we talked about it. That you know, the fact that there's a Star Trek might take away from it. I think the fact that this is the free Star Trek yeah. might work in its benefit. Yeah, I think so too. Well, I'm gonna give it a uh, shot. Yeah, check it out. I said that I thought it was most likely to get canceled, and I yeah. think if it if it doesn't find the show that it wants to be in like the next four or five episodes, it'll probably be a one and done. But uh, it has hope at least. Yeah, and they just uh, they announced that Charlize Theron is going to be guesting on an episode oh. or two coming up, so that's interesting. I mean, so is this ba- um. is it basically like <laughs> high budget fan fiction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, here's I would say it's literally Seth MacFarlane writes Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay, but he it's, writes it's it not and then no like get writes, the rights to it. Yeah, writes. Yeah, right. <laughs> so in in that way, yes, it is fan fiction. Um, but it's it really is exactly like an old Star Trek show. It's really, I mean, it's like I I. I went into it expecting it to be a lot more, a lot more crude, a lot more crass and crazy and ridiculous. And I didn't know if I would, you know, hang on through all of that. But it's, 
it's a lot tamer than any other thing he's ever done. Let's wow. put sure. it that way. But um, you're just kind of like waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. And now, like I said, honestly, the, the, uh, the third episode was just weird. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, but uh, I'm still gonna, I'm going to hang in there. I'm going to, I'm going to hang in there and, and watch this one. So Dan, you'll have to check it out and let us know what you think. I definitely um, will. The other thing I was going to talk about uh, just real quick is Flatliners. This was one of the shows that I, or one of the movies I said that I was looking forward to. Uh-oh. And reviews are so far pretty bad. It does uh, have. Like zero on Rotten Tomatoes uh, band? Three, 3%, Tim. Three. Oh, three. They're up to three. <laughs> I mean, it looked like it could be a fun movie. And literally every review that I've seen says how dull and boring it is. So, you know, maybe don't go check that one out. Ooh. Uh, next, we want to talk about the Echo lineup. Um, guys, do you want to talk about this in terms of um, cheapest to most expensive or most expensive <laughs> down? Uh, I'd like to do it. I don't know what order they go in, so just you. Pi- I think you pick. Let's do it in, in order of usefulness. <laughs> so cheapest to most expensive. <laughs> che- right, so- cheapest to middling expensive. Right? Uh, I don't know. I didn't make a uh, spreadsheet, so it might be too difficult <laughs> to go through in that way. Well, I can uh I'm pretty sure I have it down. So we'll I'll go cheapest because I love the Echo Dot. Um I have an Echo Dot. Largely stays unchanged uh at fifty dollars. Um and it's kind of your entry level. And what I think that they did that was really smart is pretty much every $100 or so, or I'm sorry, every $50 or so, there's another device that you could theoretically purchase. Yeah. So yeah, that, Echo Dot pretty, pretty, pretty much stays at, at $50. Uh, they released a new Echo, which is smaller than the previous Echo, but has supposedly better sound, which is not hard because the previous Echo was hand for how bad the sound quality was if you're looking Uh, at it as a bluetooth speaker right um yeah i was gonna say that being said i have my echo dot and i'm perfectly fine with the sound on it um dan do you have an echo or an echo dot my in-laws who i'm staying with right now they have an echo dot and then uh, some friends of mine that i was staying with a couple weeks ago as you can see i'm a couch surfer and they had (laughs) three three or four echo dots in their house oh wow Ooh. they are brilliant. what like one in every room yes they are brilliant devices that's cool see uh, ben do you ju- do you have just one i only have one right now slumming it with the single echo dot got it and that's right <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think part of the insane brilliance of having an echo dot is having at least two echo dots because of the way of course you can do it with the alexa app as well but because of the way they're connected you know if you've got one like i I think about my parents my dad's basement his like man cave is basically sound impenetrable so my mom could be upstairs screaming and my dad would never hear her it's kind of weird (laughs) but if they had if my dad had an echo dot next to his chair and my mom had one in the kitchen she could drop in downstairs tell my dad something or start a conversation and then do whatever she needs to do 
rather than having to go all the way downstairs or flash the lights so that he gets, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's so barbaric, but but then you you can you can have like I was talking about it with Alicia. I could have an, an Echo Dot at the office. She could have one at home, and we can still have an intercom back and yeah. forth like we're in another room. And you can also do that from your phone as well. Yeah, right, like you right, said, with the, the app, app. Yeah. Um, which is great as well. Uh, honestly, just its hands-free features. I mean, I'm the the newest dad. We had it in our nursery for like the first month, and it was the greatest thing ever. What did you do just with to it? Be... So it sounds stupid, but asking it what time it was in the middle of the night when you're exhausted sure. and trying to time out everything, like that was – I didn't have, I couldn't grab my phone and look at what time it was. Um, also playing music. So uh, Noelle listened to the La La Land soundtrack a lot when she was in the womb as a tour. And we would play the La La Land soundtrack when it was the middle of the night and she was falling asleep while feeding but needed to eat more. Uh-huh. Um, so just being able to do those simple things and being able to do them hands-free I think was huge. And... One other thing that you didn't mention, now they've just released um, multi-room audio, so you can have your multiple Echo devices playing music, uh, much like Sono speakers, the same music in each room. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's cool. So uh, I'm most likely going to be getting one of the new Echoes. The new Echo is a price. They made it a better speaker and then dropped the price, $70, $80. I forget what the original one was. So now it's $100 even. Then they released the Echo Spot. Um, this is a glorified alarm clock slash screen slash camera for one hundred and thirty dollars. Um, what what does the camera part do? What's that for? Is this for little video calls or something? Or yes, yeah. So I think it's to be like a, a miniature Echo Show. Okay. So that you can do like video calls and stuff like that. Um, I don't. This is the the weirdest one out of the whole mix. How did you guys feel about the Echo Spot? Yeah, no, it's weird. <laughs> I, I think it's the tanker of the whole crop. Yeah, it, it's it, you're right. You know, Tim, that like it's kind of okay. What what is this for? And they haven't yeah. really said. The only thing that I'll say about it, one hundred thirty dollars is way too expensive for me, so I probably won't be getting it. But I've really wanted a better alarm clock option because I don't want my phone on my bedside really anymore um, just because I'm annoyed by it and it constantly wakes me up. And I thought like, okay, I want to get an alarm clock, but I also don't want the crappy alarms. So what do I do? And I haven't found a good option yet until this. So that's like the only thing that's even semi-remotely enticing about it to me. Basically, the Amazon Echo Spot is 2017's Twitter peak. Yeah. And and you are going to buy it. Listen, it's got one use, and it is going to use the use out of that. Okay. Oh, that's hilarious. That's that's a really good. Um, and but I would actually say that the Echo Look is worse than the Echo Dot, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, so next is the Echo. Was it Pro or Plus? I forget. Plus. Oh, Echo, Echo Plus. Plus. The va- so this... the vase looking canister. Yes. Yeah. The bigger, so this kind of takes yeah. the place of the previous Echo. It's kind of that form factor, but even better uh, speakers. 
and also it can work as a smart home hub so it can connect to other smart uh, home zigbee devices this is priced at 150 dollars um what do you guys think of the echo plus I think this is going up against all of the major Bluetooth speakers. It's going to go up against the Apple One. It's obviously going to have, you know, it's premium sound. It's a bigger device. It's for people who are looking for uh, something to, you know, it's like the old, like a radio in the 1930s. You know what I mean? It's like the centerpiece of the living room rather than something that you tuck on the counter in the kitchen. Sure. Tim, what did you think of the Plus? Yeah, it, it's just, it looks like it's a natural evolution of the of the regular Echo. You know, they I think what they ended up doing was they made the new Echo that's like a little bit smaller, like the, the Gen 2 or whatever they're calling yeah. it. And then they were like, oh, we have all these uh, casings and parts <laughs> from the first Echoes that we didn't sell yet. And because we manufactured too many. So let's just keep, Keep building it. Keep building it. And like Dan's saying, it's definitely this is this is the one that's supposed to compete with the with the Apple. What's it called? The HomePod, and the uh, what's the Google Chrome one that's supposed to be like a connected to your house thing? I think it's Google Home. Yeah, that's probably yeah. Yeah, that's so. It. It's it's definitely that piece, you know, with the extra functionality. There's a lot of people getting into this game, into the the market of the smart home stuff. Um, I don't know that, uh, I don't know anybody that actually buys into that yet. You know, I know one dude that has, uh, what are those, uh, light bulbs that change color? The hue. The hue. Yeah. And that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. So the weird thing about it is that you can already do a lot of home automation stuff with the regular echo. Okay, so yeah. it kind of is weird. There there are some things that I think the new Echo Plus will be able to do that the other Echoes can't. But it seems like it's kind of too little too late because a lot of people that already have home automation stuff already have a hub or something that they're using to connect all of those things. Um, so it's just, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I, I don't see it. I, I see this one as almost as weird as the spot we'll just say that like it it fits a niche that it doesn't really need to um because i think that the regular echo is going to cannibalize the echo plus yeah definitely um next in terms of price this one isn't new but i still want to talk about it because mostly want to hear what you guys have to say about it (laughs) the uh, amazon echo look this is a camera that you put into your bedroom and then <laughs> it takes pictures of your outfit and then rates them, I guess, or tells you which you should <laughs> And it stores wear. outfits. Yeah, it stores outfits. <laughs> um, there's no way, Dan, that you think that this is a better device than the Echo Spot. <laughs> this device, th- I think I happen to overlook this this entire device (laughs) because it is so stupid (laughs) i don't Uh, it's like yeah okay okay i'm just gonna bring the echo show into this because it seems like if they just put the camera or i mean if they just like put the feature in the echo show yeah it's a feature then the echo (laughs) look ceases to exist Right. Yeah, this is, it's one of those, like, 
they made they they did a whole product on one feature that could be a feature on half of the, these things. That it's we a just webcam. About. It's a webcam with Alexa. Right. It's so that dumb. also has like an app built around it that will rate how well you look, which. I don't need a $200 device to tell me that I look like crap when I get dressed in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it's you know. like, well, listen, I have a wife for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember the um, that station at the King of Prussia Mall where you could go in and it like took a 360 yes. degree picture of you? That's basically what it is. You're like, here's the clothes that could fit you in these stores. <laughs> Uh, yeah really weird and then lastly in the lineup is the echo show this is their uh 230 dollar uh smart screen for lack of a better term it has alexa built in it's like a five inch screen i think um yeah this is the one that i would put in like a kitchen like on a kitchen counter but have you seen it how wait how big is it it's i mean it's it's not big but it's also it's just ugly yeah, right. it looks it looks like uh, one of those laptops from Star Trek: The Next Generation, <laughs> <laughs> soon to be copied in the Orville. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, that's what it's made for is to go into like your kitchen and your main device. Um, they're currently having like this big battle with YouTube, and because you used to be able to ask it to play YouTube videos, and now oh, you yeah. can't. Yeah, but like I just I don't know I don't I. It, I don't know why you would spend $230 on this. I that's not that's enough, the picture frame one. <laughs> there's not enough value added with the screen in the implementation that they have it. Exactly. Okay. Like drop-in's the coolest feature, but, I mean, I'm not going to just let anybody have that anyway, so it's just... Yeah, do you, yeah like who's... Do you need to see that person? I mean, the whole point of the hands-free thing is that you don't have to stand in front of a device. I mean, yeah, no, right. there's literally no person that I ever need to see that <laughs> Hashtag Sorry, introvert Mom. life. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Now, Ben, Ben, would you consider this? Would you consider putting an Echo Spot in the baby's room and an Echo Show in your room so you could check in on the baby? Huh? No, because we don't no? have a okay. Wi-Fi. Um, <laughs> we don't have a Wi-Fi baby monitor just because, like, you hear too many horror stories of them not being secure. Yeah, and right. And even though right. I trust Amazon more than any other company to do that i still would feel weird about it yeah it would be weird now ben quick question did you forget the echo button uh i i wasn't <laughs> sure if we'd want to talk about the echo button the echo is okay. that what it's called what is it, echo? yeah it's called echo buttons echo they're buttons. called echo buttons <laughs> they're two for twenty dollars and they're meant to be used to play games with your echo yeah next we're gonna see a news report where they forgot to remove the sound chip that says that was easy <laughs> from the echo buttons. Yeah, right. See, these are the this is the product that like Think Geek would come up with on right. April Fool's. On April first, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, and yet, like, I kind of feel like there could be some implementation cheap of enough. these. I mean, they're cheap enough. Yeah, if you have if you have yeah. multiple children, these could come in really handy. Exactly. Oh, there's one piece of chocolate left. First person to buzz in with the first <laughs> names of the first four presidents gets the chocolate. Uh, the last thing that we wanted to talk about here today real quick, I, I, I had this thought of shows that were canceled too soon. 
Um, there are a lot of great shows out there, a lot of great TV, and there are a lot of times that there are great shows that just don't find an audience and get canceled. And so I was curious what shows you guys thought were canceled too soon. Uh, Tim, what, what, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I'll just uh, hit my list up real quick. Um, one that... Um, because most of these are sci-fi shows. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> one that was a little sci-fi but a little not was actually um, – it was called Pushing Daisies. Oh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Pushing Daisies was like – No. And Pushing uh, – sorry, my, my <laughs> wife is trying, is trying to correct me. You. Yeah. And uh, it, it was one of those shows where, first of all, it had Lee Pace and uh, who who else was in this show? Anna Friel. I don't know who that is. Lee Pace, though, was like the main guy in this. And he's gone on to do a ton of stuff. Um, it had a bunch of other awesome random people in it. And the biggest thing with this was like the guy, he's a pie maker. He had the power to bring people back to life. And so then he's like solving murder mysteries with yep. his childhood sweetheart who he brought back to life and he can't he, yeah he's in love with her and they're falling in love or something uh and they can't touch because it'll she'll die again or so, I don't, it's so crazy yeah, no that was it it was he really funny them, bring them back to life and if he touches them again they die yeah again. yeah so like Brittany and i i don't remember maybe a few years ago we found this show after it had already been canceled it was off and we we're like someone told us to check it out and we liked it a lot. It was really funny and, and weird and, you know, good. Um, so I think that that could have could have gone on a lot longer. Yeah, um, it, was, it was doomed by the writer's strike in 2007. That's yes. What, that's yeah. what did it in, unfortunately. There was a lot of shows doomed by the writer's strike uh, in 2007. Heroes was one of those that got crippled yeah. by the writer's strike and never recovered. Um, but uh, So Heroes is one. But I'd, I'd say other than that... Um, kind of some other fringy ones that uh i really enjoyed that was one was sci-fi the the show called journeyman and uh journeyman had kevin mckid he was the main uh guy in this and uh look if you don't know who kevin mckid is look him up you'll recognize him he was in um percy jackson and the olympians he's been in a bunch of stuff but uh he was a newspaper reporter or something who could tr who could like accidentally travel back in time and I hate he couldn't control it yeah right but he so he couldn't control it and he ended up helping people out with it it was kind of like a reverse uh, early edition um <laughs> if that makes sense and then uh he traveled back in time he'd help people and somehow it would like assist things he was doing in cases uh, the, like newspaper things he was working on Anyways, it was a really cool premise, and I wanted to see what they did with it, and it died. It, it only had one season. And then outside of that, um, I'm going to go with the stereotypical uh, Firefly. Uh, I knew it. Yep. Uh, only one season. It grew so much bigger after it got canceled and got more popular, like unbelievably more popular after it got canceled. And uh, those actors all went on to do awesome stuff. And... Um, uh, then what else do I got here? Uh, Terminator, Sarah Connor Chronicles, actually a pretty good show. I was really surprised by that one. It was like a Terminator sequel, but they kind of messed with time. So it's it was almost a direct sequel to like the second movie, if that makes sense, of the Terminator series. That was cool. Uh, Stargate Universe yeah. only had two seasons. 
was very popular, not popular enough to keep going, and they actually recently brought it back as a comic book. And so it just came back, and it's written by the official writer uh, who was, like, guiding the show. Um, so that's cool. Check that out. And then the, one, the last one that's not a sci-fi show, uh, Lie to Me. Do you guys remember oh, Lie to Me? Yeah, I my wife love loves that Lie to Me. Such a great show. That was um, a great show. And that had, uh, the guy's name is Timothy, isn't it? I can't Timothy remember. Timothy Roth? Yes, Timothy Ross. I was like, I know his name's Timothy because that's my name. Uh, yeah, Timothy Ross was Cal Lightman, and he he was like a deception expert. He was um, so, if you, oh my gosh. Yeah, if you haven't show. checked this out, I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon Video. It might even be on Netflix as well. Um, it was so such a cool show because it was a little bit procedural, like solving crimes, solving things, but from like a totally weird angle, totally different angle where he's judging people and figuring things out based on their body language and their micro expressions. Um, so and he, he had a lot of stuff he was dealing with in his own yes, life that gave it that yeah, interesting. He had, yes, exactly. He had this like complicated and, and all the people he worked with too, all of it, like his different assistants and people all had these really complicated things going on. And, uh, but bottom line, it was really cool. It only lasted, it did get three seasons, but, um, Fox, you know, ripped the rug out from under it. Dan, what what shows were you thinking of? All right, so I got I get sucked into some of the worst shows <laughs> on television. <laughs> I don't even watch a lot of television, but I get sucked in like and I, if I'm going to watch a show, I'm going to go all in, right? I mean, I'm going to commit. To, so I have this incredible history of watching the one and done shows and you know, it's like that episode of Seinfeld where Elaine has that card where she has to eat 24 crappy subs to fill the card so she can get a free <laughs> sub, you know? And they all are the worst. That's basically... So, my first... But but I like them, even though they're terrible. So, my first one is The Event. Do you guys remember yes. that? Yes, The Event. It was that was the, a post-Lost show, right? Yes, and it was terrible <laughs> it was acting. And but their marketing was really good. Their marketing was great. And that was so cool. It <laughs> ended rather abruptly because they knew they were being canceled. So that's my first one. The next the one is rev- was that yeah. That, sorry, the problem was that they built up the event and then never explained the event. Well, or season two. Even, well, <laughs> yeah, right. That's why it needs another season. You don't spend a whole season and literally nothing happens. It's like the event happens and then nothing else happened that entire Especially season. when you name the show The Event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. At least call it something else. Uh, my next show is uh, Revolution. Did you guys watch Revolution? Here and there. Yes. Yeah, I, that was I enough- don't think I watched all of it, but yeah. Like post-apocalyptic, um, reverting to sort of Wild West. Um, oh, that was the one where all of, uh, it was like the whole world got EMP'd yes. and exactly. there was no more technology. Basically. Exactly. And they, and they were, they were, they, you know, at the end of the season, they were finding out that it was actually this continual thing that was causing uh, if they could just stop the little nanobots that were ca- causing the none of the technology to work, then they could get stuff to power up. Um, yeah. But anyway, again, 
terrible acting, but <laughs> really, a uh, really good show, I, th- I thought. And I thought it deserved another season. Uh, now on to some decent shows. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> We're working our way that, up to good shows. Yeah, one that I really enjoyed that had two seasons. It was a WGN show, Manhattan. Did you guys watch that? Uh, no, I didn't. It was I know about, what you're talking about. It was but... about the development of the atom bomb. It had yeah. um, BJ from The Office, um, several other, like Rachel Brosnahan. It had several good actors in it. Um, and it did two seasons. Very good. The production design was actually super good in the show. Like, it was very period accurate. Um, it was about, you know, New Mexico, kind of Area 51. Uh, not really Area 51, but I'm sorry, that's Nevada. Los Alamos? Uh, Los Alamos, that's it. Um, but anyway, it ended uh, right before sort of the conflict in the Pacific and Japan and all of that kind of stuff. And they, they're not going to pick it up for the third season. So I, I really think that show deserves a third season. Uh, and my last one, eleven twenty two sixty three. Okay. Oh, the Hulu, yeah. the Hulu show about the assassination of JFK. Yeah. Um, well, that had James Franco in it, right? Yes, yes it did. Super good. Um, I mean, I guess when you're, Again, like kind of like the event, when you're building up to an event, it makes it difficult to do a second season. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but the show was really good. It really drew it, you in. Is that also – that's a Stephen King one, right? Yes. yes. He wrote that? Yeah. That I didn't watch that. I've, I've always wanted to. But. You should watch it. It's on Netflix. Uh, I'm sorry, Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Um, in fact, Manhattan is also on Hulu if you want to watch it. Um, both really good shows that I'd like to see more of. So mine uh, aren't uh, either of those two. Mine were ones that were pretty much kicked off after one season. Um, And I'll start off with the Chicago Code. Not at all related to Chicago PD, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire. Was there a fire? Oh, okay. Yeah, there is a Chicago Fire. um, Chicago Code. Chicago Elementary. Chicago Glory. Is this one about uh, mobsters? Um, it's not about monsters. It is a oh, I meant mobsters. Oh, mobsters. I think uh, my Sorry. voice broke up. <laughs> um, it's a police procedural, but it's uh, more uh, serial rather than episodic. So it, you know, it's one comprehensive story, and it was really, really good. I don't remember much about the story, but I remember watching it and thinking like, "This is the best show on television right now," and like nobody's watching it. And it was completely canned after one season, which was just awful. Um, but, I mean, it's really good, really good story. Definitely check that out. The second one is Kings. Did you guys watch Kings? Never did, oh. but I saw the promos for it. Yeah, I think I watched that. I think really, I watched, like, uh, half of the season. Really season. interesting story because... That what, was the David and Goliath one, right? Yeah, it's the story of David as if it were set in modern day and how they would describe those events. Um, so, like, in the first episode, Goliath is a type of tank that Adam... Or that, I'm sorry, uh, that David takes down. So Yeah, it's I watched a couple episodes of this. Yeah, I thought it was just really interesting uh, just what they were trying to do and the story that they were trying to tell and how they were trying to tell it like really just 
interesting filmmaking and interesting choice. Um, the last one is sixteen hundred pen. Did either of you guys watch? 1600 oh, dude, pen? I yeah. totally agree. It was so it's a comedy starring Josh Gad as the uh, son of the president, and, and Jenna Elfman as the first lady. Yes, uh, great cast. Which my um, my uh, mother in law is still in my wife's phone as Mummily because <laughs> uh, her name was Emily, but she was a stepmom, so the kids referred or Josh Gad referred Mom-ly. to her as Mummily. Um, hilarious show. He steals every single scene that he's in. They should have just called it like the Josh Gad show. And and Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. This show is a direct sequel to the original Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a better sequel would, than the actual sequel playing. to uh, Independence Day. Sick burn. Um, it was so funny, and it got canned because I guess nobody watched it. But it was so good and so witty, and. Josh Gab would just come out with these one-liners out of nowhere, and they were spectacular. Um, so if you're looking for a comedy to show to go binge watch, 1600 pounds. How many seasons absolute, did that have? It just had one season. Man, that was such a good show. Such a good show. Completely derailed. Uh, it, it, oh, I could have watched six seasons of that show. It was fantastic. Uh, but that was th- those are our shows that we think were canceled too soon. Let us know what shows you thought were canceled too soon. You can find us on Twitter at Three Critics Pod on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash incredible incredible critics. Easy for me to say. Um, until next week, actually Thursday, we're gonna have a bonus episode. We're gonna catch up with Dan and uh, find out what he's been up to and bonus. all of that fun stuff. Stuff. So we'll talk to you then. Bow. Cool. Badam badam. Um. So, I forgot to mention Terra Nova. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I forgot to mention Arrested Development. Oh, they're making another one. Yeah, coming back for fifth. Yeah, season. they are gonna make another one. That's true. I just didn't really like the the, the newest Netflix season four. One, yeah. yeah.